0: I'm thankful today that he's not just a God of victory yesterday, but that in this very moment, he still is. Everything that he says that he is. What a joy it is to be in the presence of the Lord on a Monday evening. Welcome to camp meeting. I pray that this is a time in which you are experiencing just the presence of God in your life in a very unique way. And special way. We are truly blessed tonight to have the opportunity to assemble together in the place that we call home in the United States of America. I don't take it for granted that we still have the freedom to do what we're doing tonight because our brothers and sisters around the globe do not have this privilege. But if we don't awaken, we too may be in danger. So let's lift our voice and our hands in the presence of Almighty God and declare that he's still the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He still is this evening. I'm so delighted that you're here with us and I could begin to name names tonight and I don't wanna do that, but all of our ministry friends uh, tonight, we are so thankful and so honored that you're here. Uh, But tonight we are blessed to have in this house with us a great voice for the kingdom of God. God is blessing him, his family, his church, and uh, we are truly honored that he is here in Connorsville, Indiana tonight, and we want to give him all the time, so, cause I believe tonight that he didn't come with just a message, but he come with a message from the Lord, and it's different And uh, tonight, and I'm so grateful. And uh, I want you uh, to make him welcome tonight. He needs no introduction, but I will introduce him. And that is Pastor Todd Hoskins as he comes to this platform. Would you welcome him tonight?
1: Praise the Lord, everyone. Everybody ought to praise the Lord tonight. Resurrection Sunday 2022 was just yesterday and we continue every day not just a particular Sunday but we celebrate his resurrection every day and his power and the resurrection of his power and the joy and peace that we have in Connorsville, Indiana, to Dayton, Ohio, to Tip City, to my home in Inglewood. We are thankful and grateful for the goodness of the Lord. I first want to say what an honor It is to be here. I love Pastor Ron Russell, even Bob, that drove me over here tonight, said, Are we going to the same place as we went last time? I said, Yes. He said, I really like that guy. I really like this church, and I appreciate him. I appreciate the gifting that's on his life and his willingness to be obedient to the Lord as it relates to when God speaks to him. He says what's on his heart and not just what crosses his mind, and it's from God. He's encouraged me, he's pushed me, he's helped me, he's texted me at times that I can tell you that it was spot on, and the delivery of it was just impeccable, and I'm grateful for Pastor Ron Russell, for his family, uh, this great church, and your visionary. We ought to to really honor him tonight and thank him for what he does, not just in the kingdom, but in Connorsville, Indiana, uh... Globally, from the internet and beyond, we are thankful for the impact that he makes. I love the drive over here as well. It's just a beautiful drive, even when it rains and then it snows. We still like the drive over here. It's still just as pretty. Hallelujah. I uh, was on my way to the office this morning and I called my son, and who's married now and lives probably two minutes from the church, no less, or three and I said to him, Nicholas, what are you doing? And he said, well, Dad, I'm kind of just getting up and preparing for the day. I said, what are you going to do today? He said, well, I'm going to cut the grass. I said, are you? Yeah. I said, well, you're probably not going to cut the grass. Oh, is it overcast and dark? I said, no, you got about a half inch of snow on the ground. And so he wasn't going to be cutting any grass and so I'm I'm honored to be here tonight even though we came through all of the the seasonal things but but a thunderstorm <laughs> we it hit us all hail and snow and everything else that comes with it but we are thankful that help and hope is on the way because I took a look at the weather forecast for this weekend and even though today was as it was today by Sunday it will be 81 and so believing for lots of sunshine and more green grass but i don't say that to make you feel good i say that to say spiritually some of you may feel like it's raining and snowing and everything is hitting your life right now but i come by to tell you today that by the weekend something might change and shift your season and it's going to be good so you ought to just look at your neighbor and say it's about to get better it's about to get better i want all the pastors ministers preachers I want you to stand because I want to honor you. I want to thank you for being here tonight and thank you for impacting my life as you have and as you have tonight, just for being here. It warms my heart and I'm thankful. So I don't want to start calling any names, but some folks better start standing up because I know who you are and y'all need to stand up so we can say how much we love you and, uh, and appreciate every one of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you to everybody that's here. And um, I know you all know how much I love and appreciate you and thank you for being here and so very grateful. And I'm, I'm, uh, Sister Vonda, all right, I'm just going to name some names. Sister Vonda, I love you. How many of you know Sister Vonda? A better question would be who doesn't know Sister Vonda? I love Sister Vonda. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you do for the kingdom. Uh, Specifically as it relates to the women, you push them, you encourage them. And as I understand it, you're doing something to get men involved before too long, and we're thankful for that as well. Thank you, Lord. To little sister Elizabeth Hoskins in the second row, thank you for being such a blessing to me. And uh, I appreciate you and your daughter for for riding with you tonight and bringing you over from from, um, Metamora. Thank you, Jesus. I think that's where you still live, over in Metamora. She lives in, well, she lives in Connersville now. Oh, she moved in with her daughter. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sister Elizabeth, it's good to see you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. (laughs) I love Sister Elizabeth. She'll call me up. She'll say, Brother Hoskins, I just wanted to tell you how much I love you, honey. You're such a blessing to me and my children, Lord. Keep preaching that good word. It's so good to hear her. And uh, Brother Troy Slagle and, and Brother Steve and his wife and uh, Pastor Wayne Ison And who am I missing? Who am I missing? Anybody else? Somebody in the back? All of you. I love all of you. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. If I missed anybody, I'll, I'll, I'll get you on the way out. Praise God. After service tonight, we do have a couple of CDs. I want to say this really quick because I really feel a word on my heart that has, has, when I left the house, everything changed. So I just, I pulled up next to Bob and I said, which one do you want to drive? Because you need to drive tonight. God gave me something, just changed everything around. And I, I want to get to it quickly tonight. And so I want to say really fast about product. I don't think I've ever brought it over here. And I brought it tonight. And the reason being is because we just ordered a bunch of sweatshirts and long sleeve shirts, and you're gonna need them the next three days. <laughs> Crazy. Let me just tell you, you're gonna need them the next three days. And uh, so they have our church logo on the front, but the beauty of it is there's an incredible passage on the back about redemption. And so you can't imagine how many people will stop me and talk to me about a scripture that is on my back. So it comes with the hoodies, and it comes with the sweatshirts and the long sleeve shirts. And for those of you that are going to be in Connersville or Ohio, by the end of the week, we also brought T-shirts. Hallelujah. So you can buy something to wear the first part of the week and buy something else to, to wear the last part of the week. And so Brother Bob is going to be back at the product table. And if one of you singers up here knows how to smile and, and uh, boy, they're all turning their head now. Help Brother Bob at the product table after church is over because he might need your help. Praise God. And so, uh, just really quick, I wanted to say that on behalf of our church, we, we thank God for everybody that um, is doing what you're doing for the kingdom and pushing and advancing the kingdom. I feel like tonight that it is a unique time in the body of Christ. I've never pastored in such circumstances as I pastor in today. I've never seen the upheaval of immorality the mess that's going on across America. But as bad as it gets out there, I'm learning how good God is every day in spite of my external circumstances, in spite of everything that's going on politically, governmentally, in spite of everything that's going on as evil gets more evil and and seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. I'm telling you, saints of God, we've got every reason in the world to begin to rejoice and thank God for his goodness and his grace and mercy over our lives. I'm not telling you that it's bad and going to get worse. I'm telling you it's going to get better as it relates to living for God. As far as I know scripturally and in my spirit, I feel like that the Bible declares that the spirit of the Lord is going to be poured out in the last days. You know and I know that where the Spirit of God starts getting poured out, revivals start to happen. Missionaries get momentum. Ministries see miracles. And God's people get the benefit of watching him do exactly what he promised he's going to do. So I'm here to declare tonight that God has an anointing that some of us need to walk more in every day. Not just Sunday and Wednesday night or during conference time. It is a time that we need to celebrate and prepare for the great things that God has for us. You can do one of two things tonight. You can prepare for it to get worse, or you can prepare for it to get better. Because it's going to do both. Out there it's going to get worse, but in here it's going to get better. Come on, push your neighbor's out. Preach on. So I bring to you tonight Revelation chapter 3 and verse 1. Number 18, if you have your Bibles with you tonight, Revelation 3 and verse number 18. If you don't mind, it's just one verse. If you'll stand with me just for a moment, Revelation 3 and verse number 18. And everybody said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. If you're not doing anything in July, the 24th through the 30th, we are right now in the process of building a big, beautiful what I'm calling is a Pentecostal pavilion on the back of our church. The Lord blessed us with a beautiful gymnasium, the Dunamis Center, and now uh, dirt's already moved. They're supposed to have it finished by July 1st. It's 120 feet long, 80 feet wide, and it is a big pavilion covered with canvas. It'll be a cathedral canvas. There's side curtains every 10 feet, so if it gets hot, you roll them up, and it will be there for Good. It is going to be absolutely beautiful. It's going to be for our children. It's going to be for our youth, and it's going to replace the tent. That tent is $13,000 a year, and we are getting something that will be with us on the back of our building. So if you get to come to what we're calling Tent Revival this year, it'll be on the back of the building 20 feet away, and it's almost just 20 feet almost connecting to the back of the building. So come and be with us. Eddie James will be with us. Pastor Tommy Bates, Pastor John Parrish. And I'm waiting on a call back from Dwight Thompson right now. Hopefully all those preachers are going to be with us. And it's going to be a phenomenal time. And we cannot wait to see all of you from Connersville, Indiana, to come over and be with us. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Everybody excited about that? I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I thought I'd just mention that real quick. Amen. Verse number 18. Let's get to work tonight. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Verse number 18, anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Father, we love you tonight. And we thank you for your precious promises, and we thank you for the word. I pray that your anointing will do the preaching tonight. Your spirit will give the direction. And Father God, your voice I will be led by. I pray, Father, that you give strength to every heart and every life. We come against every demonic influence, every spirit that is not of you. We cast down every imagination and every stronghold. For no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper, not height nor depth nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Father God, let us approach the throne boldly, that God we will find grace in the time of need. And Father God, we will get up under your shadow, the shadow of the Almighty. God, I will say that you are my refuge and you are my strength. And Father, as we walk through valleys, even the shadow of death, We will fear no evil. And Father, we thank you and we give you praise for it in the name that is above every name. And let everybody shout amen Amen. and amen. Let's clap our hands and thank God for what we feel tonight in the house. I want to preach for a few moments this evening on the purpose of the anointing. I want you to touch your neighbor and tell him, thank God for the anointing. Come on. Thank God. Come on. Thank God for the anointing. Let's just clap our hands. Let's stir the spirit up a little bit. Let's stir up the atmosphere a little bit. Come on, move your hands, move your elbows. Open up your mouth and say hallelujah. Let the anointing flow in the house. The Hebrew word is mishka. It means an unction. By implication, a consecratory gift to uh, be anointed or ointment. That is the meaning of the anointing in the Hebrew. The meaning of unction is the action of anointing someone with oil or ointment as a religious rite or a symbol of investiture as a monarch. Isaiah 10 and verse 27 is what we need in 2022 like we've never needed it before. And it shall come to pass. In that day, that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, I want to jump into preaching right here and tell you there is something powerful about fellowship. The Bible said where? two or three are gathered in my name there am I in the midst of them when Paul and Silas gathered together it was the power of fellowship when they came into agreement they said let's sing let's praise let's worship and when they begin to do that the power of fellowship showed up and the Bible said everyone's bands were loose every door was open and they walked out into the city because of the power of fellowship saints of God there's something great about fellowship, there's something great about singing the same song there's something great about the power of unity when everybody gets together in the same mind, in one accord but all when something like the anointing begins to flow in the house, when everybody's on the same page and the anointing begins to hit from the front to the back something even more incredibly powerful begins to happen because we understand that it is the anointing that breaks the yokes Let me tell you right away that it's not the power of the lights. It is not the smoke and the lights. It is not the dimming down of the lights. It is not a powerful program. It is not a series of events religiously that we have assigned to a sheet of paper that this is what we are going to do and hope something happens. That we can celebrate. That we can be joyful together. It is more than just a celebration and a program. It is more than just flashing lights. There's something powerful about the anointing that breaks the yokes. And saints of God, there's one thing that we're missing today in this hour. And in a lot of places, there is a lack of anointing. I don't know about anybody else, but there's something powerful when the presence of God begins to hit the house. And you begin to feel his anointing in the place. And you begin to feel compelled to lift your hands up. And you begin to feel compelled to praise him and to worship him and to give him glory and to give him honor there's something powerful about his anointing something so powerful about the anointing. It's that anointing that when people of God get together, conviction begins to fall. And I thank God for conviction. I don't want conviction out in the parking lot. I don't want conviction pushed out of the church. That it's just a feel-good club for everybody. Because conviction gets your heart right. And conviction gets your mind right. And conviction gets you to the place where you know I need to do better. I need to live right. Come on, saints. I want to miss hell on purpose. I want to make it to heaven on Purpose. There's something powerful about his anointing it's the anointing that can move into a house like this and take every disagreement that people have with one another and that yoke can be destroyed because of the anointing it's that anointing that can move into a place like this and people that are bitter and angry and mad and don't particularly want to be in the same building as somebody else it's the anointing that can roll into a place like this and give you grace for people and it's not grace for you to give to them it is grace to get you through what you feel about them I feel like preaching a little bit tonight in the house because we have come to the place in Connersville Indiana where his anointing wants to ooze in the house but people are so defiant against what God wants and it has to be their way but I'm telling you tonight it's got to be God's way and not my way I feel like tonight there's such a religious spirit. I feel like that there's such a religious agenda. I feel like that if it's not done a certain way, we can't cooperate. And if we don't sing that specific way or we don't preach that certain way that we've got our own agendas and how many doctrines and agendas are there? But there's one thing that needs to happen and it's that the anointing of God is allowed to show up in the house. I don't want to have church without the anointing. I don't want to sing without the Anointing. I don't want to preach without the anointing. I don't want to walk without the anointing. I don't want to go to church without the anointing. I don't want to go to work without the anointing. I don't want to go home without the anointing. I don't want to. Woo! I feel God in this house tonight. Woo! I said, I don't want to live without his anointing. Samson did everything that Samson did and he walked outside assuming that he still had his strength and the Bible said he shook himself but he wished not that the Lord had departed from him. His strength was gone. His power was gone. His favor was gone. Because he took for granted the anointing that God had placed on his life to give him strength when God moved on him at times. And saints of God, I'm telling you, we are pushing God right out of our churches. It started in school. Then it leaked over to the government. And they pushed God out. And they told God he wasn't welcome. And then we don't want to pray anymore. But we give special rights to every other religious group but Christians because we're Bible believing and he was born of a virgin on a supernatural birth and the devil is a liar I'm sorry but I feel like preaching tonight there is an anointing there is an anointing that's more powerful powerful than any drug that you can take. There's an anointing that's more powerful than a dime bag of pot. There's an anointing that's more stronger than heroin and crack and cocaine. There is an anointing that's more powerful than LSD. There's an anointing that's more powerful than a toddy for your body and a sip of whiskey at night. There is an anointing that is more powerful than money and money in your pocket. It is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's full of joy. It's full of peace. We're not going to make it without the anointing. I don't even want singing without the anointing. I want to feel his anointing. I want preaching with the anointing. I want fellowship with the anointing. I'm always careful back home that we don't get too many programs without the anointing. That we're just not getting together a fellowship I always tell them, put a little God in there somewhere. Put a little scripture in there somewhere. Put a testimony in there somewhere. Put a little bit of God everywhere in it so we get a whole bunch of him before the night is over. Because it is the anointing that breaks the yokes. It's not just you coming to church. It's just not you giving money. It's just not you knowing the pastor. It's just not you being friends with him on Facebook. It's just not you reading a scripture now and again. It is just not simply that I'm giving to the missions. You have to be connected with him relationally and you have to seek and pursue the anointing of God to move on your life I am hungry for an anointing to break out in this house and to break out in America it is the only thing that will break the yoke Might be a good place to stand up and high five a few neighbors around you. i try not to pick on you too much. But if you don't mind just standing up and high five a few folks and tell them it's going to take the anointing. It's going to take the anointing. He <laughs> <Woo. laughs> come on it's the anointing it's the anointing it's the anointing a week ago on Saturday night we went to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning or thereafter, my baby girl, who's the only one left at home, my son got married, my oldest got married, my little daughter comes busting into our bedroom at 2 o'clock in the morning with a phone in her hand, daddy Daddy, you got to get up. Spencer cannot breathe. He's laying on the floor. They can't get him to breathe. And my oldest daughter found him in the bathroom, beaten on his back. He finally took a breath and started breathing, and the ambulance came and the fire truck was there. I jump up out of bed. McCartney girls turned the light on. I jump up out of bed and I said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That fast. I didn't say, give me a coat, put my shoes on. I said, Jesus, 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 we got to have a generation that knows how to get up in the midnight hour and just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Chelsea had been in the hospital on that Thursday morning. Then it's him the last weekend, a week ago, and I grabbed up Our coats and we jumped in my truck and ran across town and got over to where they're at. There's ambulances, fire trucks through there. I got up in the yard. I said, "Where is he?" And they're crying. His mom just happened to be in town from Kokomo, and his mom's standing there and they're weeping and crying. I'm hugging them and saying, "It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right." Where is he? And Chelsea's a mess, Daddy. He's over there in the ambulance. And I thought, well, I wonder. And I thought, well, maybe. and I, I thought maybe I better ask the driver I just went up to the back door I just grabbed a hold of the door I just stuck my face right inside there I said Spencer Are you going to be okay It's going to be fine after a while And I raised up blankets And I have got a hold of his leg And I said Father in the name of Jesus God you're going to move on this boy right now Devil you can't have him You are a lot Thank God Thank God Thank God for his. Somebody don't mind. Just go ahead and stand up and bless him if y'all don't mind. Just stand up and bless. Say, come on, Jesus. I'm so sick and tired of this devil. And this enemy that says the church has lost its power and that the church does not have any power and sometimes you just got to open doors up and you got to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He went back to the doctor today and the doctor said, you are absolutely fine. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. And my daughter is absolutely fine. Oh, I'm telling you, saints of God, I thank God for an old-fashioned anointing. I thank God for sin-killing, devil-chasing, In the Old Testament, they took kings and they anointed them with oil. It was a sacred celebratory time that this vessel is set aside for such a time as this. And they were anointed for it. And then now then today, we have in churches... And in places where people will avail themselves to the power of God, there is an anointing that rests because we find on samples or examples in the Old Testament. We, we find things that are symbolically in the natural that relate to the spiritual. And you have this anointing from the Old Testament, but then you have an anointing in this New Testament where the Bible says in Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and receiving of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. The Spirit of the Lord, first of all, it is the Spirit of the Lord. It does not happen until you invite the Spirit of the Lord. There's just mechanical ways that this is going to work. Let me tell you right now, and you're not going to do it without the Spirit. You can have programs without the Spirit, and there'll be powerless programs. You can operate outside of the Spirit, but it will be coaching and mentoring. You can operate outside of the will of God and you can get a pretty good agenda together. But it is when the Spirit, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Tonight, all we need is the spirit of the Lord to show up in here. And we will let down our guard. We will tear down our walls. We will forget about our differences. We will forget about the madness that has gone on from people that have walked in here tonight. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. But there's some people that walked in here that looked around and probably saw somebody or saw somebody else. And kind of thought, hmm, I'm just going to stay over here. No, God called me here tonight to put all of us back together. It might, be, it might not be too popular to what I'm gonna to preach tonight, but I'm gonna preach on anyhow. Because somebody else's deliverance is connected to your freedom. And you can't come in here free and then get all turtled up in a shell because somebody is here that you have a difference with. The days of having differences have got to be over. Social media has tried to kill relationships because it's so easy to unfriend people. But Jesus came that you might have a life and have it more abundantly. My God, I don't know who I'm preaching to. I don't know. I feel compelled to preach what I'm preaching. But you get one minute in, the anointing and your life will change forever. You get one minute in the spirit of the Lord and freedom will overwhelm you like never before. If I'm preaching all right, can I get a witness in the place? He has anointed us. He has anointed us. He has put the oil on us. Samuel came in the house. And when he walked to Jesse's house, he came over carrying a sacrifice because he said, if I'm ever asked, I'll need to tell him what's going on. But he had a horn full of oil. Saul was anointed with a vial. By the time it got to David, it was a horn full of oil. That's the difference. When Samuel found David, he was pasturing the sheep of his father. When Samuel found Saul, he was chasing wild asses that his daddy owned. There's a... Anyway. I'm trying to tell you, saints of God, you can chase either or. You can be a part of either or. But the fact is, when the anointing rested upon him, it wasn't long after that that once the anointing rested on him, then he had to fight a giant named of the Philistines, and this named Goliath of Gath. And all of a sudden, because the anointing is on him, thank God he had oil on him to go into such a battle. Now, how many thankful for the oil of God? How many thankful for the oil? and if you want to know what you're made of get squeezed every once in a while because it's when you get squeezed we find out what we're made of anybody can be saved when you feel good anybody can look churchy when everything's going well but it's when you're under pressure that it brings the inside up out of you so when you get in a pinch you're gonna know that you need the Lord like never before and David gets there and Saul says I'm gonna put this armor on you and he said I haven't proved that I've not walked in that I don't know the way you all do that but I know with the way I do it, I depend on the Lord. I was trusting in him with a lion and I trusted in him with a bear. And sure enough, I'm going to trust in him with this one right here. Somebody in the house needs to understand it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, say of the Lord. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. I said, there's an anointing. There's an anointing. I was I was pastoring then in Vandalia, just a few minutes from where I am now. And I'd been fasting. And we got a phone call at church. And the woman on the answering machine at the church back then, she says to me, brother, and that's how she spoke. And she said, my, 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 and she got to the place where she was trying to give me her phone number, and just 937 took syllable after, syllable after syllable after moment after moment. And finally, I broke all of it down and figured out her phone number and called the place where she stayed. My uncle and I were going on visitation. She said to me, The mother did. You got to come and see my daughter. She's lost her children. She's lost her house. She's lost her marriage. She's lost everything. I said, How did this happen? She said, About a year ago her father passed away she took it so hard that she lost her speech and she could hardly talk she went into a deep depression and she just got this idea that she ought to call over to the church and have you boys to pray for her I said let me tell you something it just so happens that we're going on visitation tonight and my uncle and I will come by to visit and to pray for her because the spirit of God just quickened me to come over there and pray for her We get in the car, we drive over to Sunny Acre's trailer park. We pull in. It is about, at that time, 38 degrees outside because I had a heavy coat on. I looked through the window and I saw the door was open. It was a screen door. A screen door in the wintertime was there and the door was pushed back. I looked in. I saw a little old lady with all due respect. She had black hair and it was going everywhere. She sat next to a lamp that did not have a lampshade. So you get the picture. The whole house is extremely lit. We walk up to the door. I asked for the lady that was there, and they said, you can come on in. When I walked into the house, you took a pathway to get through the house to go find where these people were sitting. They said, she is over there. There were about sisters and cousins, five or six of them. There was a little girl sitting at the table. I'm telling you, as I tell you this story, it's what I still see. She had white makeup on, real dark eyeliner, real dark eyelash Lashes drawn on, black lipstick, black fingernails, and she's flipping cards. She's about 17 years old. She's got chains. She's got all black clothing on, and she's looking at me as she's flipping cards. And I walk in, and I'm talking. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, I can get intimidated right now. And I can go back out to my car, or I can take authority over this thing because I was asked to come in this house. And she kept flipping cards. And she and I sat there listening to them. And every one of them had an agenda. Every one of them wanted to say what they thought was going on. Well, I don't know what happened to her. Well, that when her daddy died. And every one of them kept saying what it was that was wrong with her. And the little girl flipping cards kept looking. And she'd look back at the cards. She'd stop and look every once in a while. Then she'd look back and flip cards again. I'm finally sitting there in all of this. And by that time that house was so hot, I started getting hot in that car and finally I just unzipped that thing took it off I said listen here's what we're going to do I'm sure you all have lots of stories about what you think's happened here, but the Spirit of God directed me to come over here tonight, and I said, dear sister, I want you to come up here and stand, and I said, can you talk at all? She said, no, 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 I said, never mind, and I got her in front of me, and I said, are you saved? And I said, this is what prayer you're going to repeat in your head, and I, I went through the sinner's prayer with her, and she got saved, and after she got saved, I said, now, we're going to run this Spirit right out of you, and it's going to come right out of them and it's going to come right out of this house and I joined hands with them and we got to praying we got to praying about four minutes five minutes went by six minutes went by seven minutes went by there was a parakeet honest to God sitting in a cage over in the far side of the room swinging just watching everything that was going on a talking parrot God is my witness when we get to heaven we'll watch it again Five minutes went by. Six minutes went by. I let go of their hands and I grabbed that woman. And I said, start speaking Jesus. And she went... Gee, gee, gee. I said, keep saying it. And all at once, I'm telling you, the anointing came into that trailer park. And that woman looked at me and she said, Jesus. I said, now say, Hallelujah. She said, Hallelujah. I said, Say, Thank you, Lord. She went, Whoa, thank you, Lord. Then she all oh, by herself, She said, Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. She said, Mama, I'm free. Mama, I'm free. <laughs> Whoa. Grab your neighbor. Tell them it's the anointing. So help me. That little mama started weeping and crying. She got saved the aunt got saved, the cousin got saved and then the little girl that kept flipping cards, she laid the cards down and was standing up watching what was going on. I said come over here and get in this circle. You're going to get prayed for next. And I'm telling you when we prayed for her and she gave her heart to Jesus the bird started talking that was inside of that cage that hadn't talked either. I'm telling you there's an anointing that it it is just not for trailer parks. It is just not for people that are struggling but it's for God's people. He had anointed me. The spirit Of the Lord is upon me. See anointing. It's the anointing. All the enemies are afraid of this anointing. The enemy's afraid of this. Everything the world is doing out there right now is trying to feel what you're feeling right now under the anointing. Jehu was anointed to take down the palace and the reign of Ahab and Jezebel to pull down strongholds and we find it was a prophet it was a prophet that sent a child to go take a box that had oil and to break it and he said when you go there find Jehu seek him out and get a hold of him and the Lord spoke to me tonight to preach this It's that generation of the prophetic word that's gonna move in the former generation. That's going to go to the now generation and begin to move and be a part of everything that God is doing. These young people have got the strength and the stamina to carry what we can't carry anymore. We can tell them what to carry and they've got the strength to carry it. But somebody has got to carry it. This anointing is just not for the prophet. This anointing is for the child that's gonna carry the box. And this anointing is for the Jehu now generation that's going to take Ahab and Jezebel and take some stuff down. Why? Because the anointing, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. Whoever is hungry, whoever is hungry is going to get this anointing. Whoever is hungry, you devil in the name of Jesus, you get out of this church tonight. Every stronghold, every power, every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of Jezebel, nothing at all against this church. This is an incredible place, but that spirit will try to get in here it will come across through the hills of Ohio and Indiana from LA to New York and walk through the woods and try to crawl in and creep through crevices and get in this house but when the anointing of the Lord shows up he's got to go when the anointing of the Lord shows up in the house he's got to go come on somebody and push your neighbor and say he's got to go right on out of town Thank God for the anointing. Thank God for the anointing. Thank God for the anointing. I was raised up around it. I was raised up in the 70s. Hallelujah. I'm 52. So I know what it's like to sit in the holiness church. The strict holiness church. That would prefer me having on a jacket tonight. With all due respect... I just feel a little more comfortable on the road and just dress like this with as much as I can cover. Come on, Saints. 12 amens, let's keep going. (laughs) I've been there when the Singing North family would preach, sing. I've been there when they sang and the Spirit of God fell. I've watched demons cast out of people. I've seen people get delivered. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people get miracles. And that should not be the only time that we've seen it. Back when I was at the Holiness Church. And from the Holiness Church when my parents divorced, I got thrown from one church to the other. To independent churches, to Pillar of Truth on Beatrice Drive, to Free Will Baptist churches, to non-denominational churches, to Nazarene churches. I never was Catholic, but I was everything else. But the Spirit of God kept his hand upon my life. From tent revivals to great conferences to brush arbor meetings. I've been a part of it and I've seen it. I've seen the other side. I've seen the dead crowd and I've seen the alive crowd. And I'm telling you, I choose the lively crowd. I didn't get saved when I got out of high school. I didn't get saved when I got out of middle school. I got saved before I went into middle school. Hallelujah. I got called to preach before I was 10. I got made fun of. They wrote funny things about me. They laughed at me because of the way I preach and the way I sing. But guess where they all come to now when they got problems? come on push your neighbor and say keep on preaching because there is anointing that God wants to give you let me tell you how I made it I didn't I'm, I didn't make it because I had a close relationship with my pastor that helped I didn't make it because people put their hands on me and that helped but I made it because I sought God I made it because I made up in my mind I'm not turning back I'm not giving up I'm not turning around now I've come too far I've seen God do too much and you can't talk me out of it now you lying devil I've watched him do too Too much. Aaron's sons. Aaron's sons were anointed to minister in the priest's office. If you're called, you're called. Moses anointed everything that was used in the tabernacle. Everything in the house must be anointed and utilized properly and efficiently wouldn't it be great if the anointing just started moving on everything in the house every vessel in the house every vessel in the house anointing started moving on it wouldn't it be great if oil started oozing onto everything in the house every vessel in the house got anointing poured all over it that is what we are to pray every single day I came home one night my mom had not given her life to the Lord yet I came home one night before I got married, and I was in my early 20s, and I got into my house, and I started playing back then Charles Johnson and the Revivers. I'm going to the meeting, I'm going to the meeting, and then I go to, I know I've been sealed till the day of redemption, one day Jesus will come. Oh, yes, he will. And take me away. i get bored with that when i go to the next one. Someday soon. Church, I'm leaving. I'm going to a meeting. Around the throne, my door pops open. My mom comes in. She's married to a crack dealer. She's married to a guy that sniffs cocaine often. And she's married to a man that would take any pill he could get his hands on. Thank God I made it. I made it. Hallelujah. She walked in my room one night. She walked in my room one night and she said, Todd, honey, she said, I need you to come in here and I need you to pray for me. I said, what's going on? She said, I don't know. She said, something dark's got all over us in that room. It was about 12 o'clock, midnight. I thought, where's my oil? I couldn't find any oil. You know what I did? I went into the kitchen. I went into the kitchen and I found a big old tub of Crisco. Now, my mom called it oil. We call it oil. My mom called it oil and she called it Crisco. And I went in there and I jerked the lid off of that thing, and I literally scooped by my hand a handful of Crisco and I went walking in that old dark bedroom where that old waterbed was and those old colored lights and I went in there and seen him absolutely passed out my mom sitting there with fear I smacked it right on her forehead I said in the name of Jesus devil you cannot have my family you cannot have my mama she jumped up out of bed and went and something come up out of her and hit that commode and I'm telling you it wasn't the color of what it should have been I'm just trying to save you some help tonight what I might as well tell you it was green junk that came right up out of her mouth went right down the toilet I said devil you're a liar she might have got cancer and she went to heaven but let me tell you before she got it I prayed with her on my front porch Jesus forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart there is an anointing that will touch your family and touch your mama and touch your daddy Woo. My God, I feel my help now. I'm done preaching. My daddy, my daddy had a brand new Corvette. My daddy had a nice boat. My daddy had a nice car. My daddy had a woman that was a whole lot younger than him. Uh and they didn't make it and he brought another woman into his life that was connected with some people hallelujah and I got anointed one day I got anointed one day because he walked up on my sidewalk when Chelsea was a baby and I had her in a little baby seat my dad was dealing coke my dad was dealing not $5 and $10 bags my dad had glad bags full of marijuana that he'd never let me see. Had cash hidden all over the house that I didn't know where it was. Thank you, Jesus. I'm pastoring a church, and my dad is messed up in the world. And you better believe it. When I was 16 and 17 and 18 and 19, every time I crawled into a pulpit, the enemy would say, you can't even get your dad saved. I don't even know why you're preaching. And I'd say, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. And I would get up in the pulpit, Pastor Russell, and I would begin to preach. And he started dating this woman. And it was so bad that every time we ran into people she knew, my name was Timmy, my dad was Charlie. My dad's Merle and I'm Merle Todd. But all of our family had different names. Because she did not want her friends to know who she was dating because that man of hers was in jail. And he would have done something from the inside that caused it hurt on the outside. And one day he came to my house. And I'm about... Then, 26 years old, and my little girl is in her baby seat. Her name is Chelsea. And I had picked little Chelsea up, and I was swinging her because we went to dinner with my dad and her. And I'm swinging my little baby, and I put my baby down to say goodbye to my dad. I said, Dad, I'll see you later. And yes, you too, I'll see you. Thank you for going out to eat. And my dad walked up to me, and he grabbed my Chelsea and picked her up and said, Son, I'm going to take her home with me. She's going to spend the night. And under the anointing, I walked down the sidewalk and took a hold of Chelsea. And I said, you will not take my baby around that woman to stay all night. And I smiled. And I said it loving and kind. And I said it whispering enough that she wouldn't hear because I never hurt her. I wanted her to get saved because I talked to her about Jesus a lot. And I told my dad, I said, dad, you can't do this. And I said, I'm not going to allow you. I said, let go of her now. This is my baby girl. And I'm her daddy. And we set her down. And it broke my dad's heart. Then he had a dream. He had a dream and he called me three days later and said, I don't know what this dream means. And the Holy Ghost put his anointing on me and I told him what the dream meant. And it wasn't long after that that God spoke to me and he said, one of the biggest giants of your life is your daddy. And I want you to call him. And I want you to talk to him. And I want you to tell him how much you love him. And I want you to tell him how much you forgive him. Because it wasn't him and it wasn't your mama that caused this divorce. It was hell itself. And I called my dad on the phone. It was one of the hardest things I had to do. Because you know when you love your dad. And you know your dad has certain pride about himself. And you're afraid you're going to get rejected. And you're afraid you're going to get laughed at. I said, devil, you're a liar. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of things I can't do, but if God will anoint me. Did you hear what I said? There's a lot of things I can't do, but if God will anoint me. There's a lot of places I can't go, but if God will anoint me. There's a lot of people I don't know that I can talk to, but if God will anoint me. And I'm sitting up in my bedroom, Sister Vonda, and I start shaking and the anointing come upon me. And I dialed his number real fast and I punched sin and I said, it's too late now. And my dad answered the phone. Hello. I said, Dad, I got to talk to you. And for an hour and 15 minutes, I poured my heart out, Pastor Ison, and I told my dad how much I loved him and how much I cared for him. And an hour and 15 minutes, he didn't say much. He just said, I'm so glad you called me, son. I said, that's no problem. I said, Dad, I love you, and I'm thankful for you. And I hung up the phone. The next day, my aunt from Dayton called. She said, hey. You talked to your dad? I said, what happened? She said, well, after you talked to him, he was weeping and crying. And he went in and took all the drugs he had stored up and flushed them down the toilet. He He went to the sink in the kitchen and poured all of his liquor. Every single ounce of alcohol he had went down the faucet and he got saved last night and he's waiting on you to call him. He has anointed You. He has anointed you. He anointed me to do it. I'm not telling you I'm some greatly anointed person. I'm just telling you there's been a few times in my life God had to anoint me to do something. Hallelujah. I come before you humbly and I'm telling you I can't do a lot of things, but if God ever anoints me, (laughs) hallelujah. After I told my dad that I had such a freedom, my dad started coming to church. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm turning around. A few months later, I'm looking up in the choir, and there is my dad singing in our choir. People cannot believe it. People cannot believe what God has done. I go to revivals and I'm standing up there getting ready to preach and there's my dad in the back of the church and he's waving at me. (laughs) It's amazing. Now when I see my dad, I hug him and I wrap my arm around him and he gives me a little hug. Come on, Jesus. Come on. He comes to services. He goes out to eat with my family. My kids love him. My kids call him Papaw. They text him. My dad texts now. And they send pictures back and forth. The good things of God. The anointing is better than anything you'll ever get out there. It's better than any temporary fix, temporary feel, temporary moment. It's better. One minute in the anointing. People are missing it. Jesus said himself, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach. Now I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of giftings. There's a lot of giftings. But there's one I know specifically that anointing shows up on it. There's one I know specifically because Jesus said he's anointed me to preach. And that's why preaching is so powerful. Because it's the anointing that comes through the preaching. Now, I'm not saying the others aren't. I'm just saying specifically here, this is the one I'm talking about. And there's an anointing in here tonight to fix whatever is broken. There's an anointing in here to move on some people. I sense there's some anxiety. I sense there's some fear. I don't say it being too spiritual, but I'm telling you, I'm dealing with it in Ohio like never before because of what we just came out of. I've never seen such anxiety. And to really tell you what the Word of God says about it, men's hearts failing them for fear. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Jesus knew it was coming. And saints of God, there is nothing that the anointing cannot fix. There's nothing the anointing cannot put back. Because Jehu went like a wild man when he drove And every single messenger that Jezebel and Ahab sent, Jezebel sent, every one of them, Jehu got them to join him and turn them around under the anointing. When God anoints you to do it, when God anoints you to do it, I purposefully ended right here like this so I could talk to you. So I could tell you there's something powerful about the anointing there's enough preachers in here there's enough evangelists there's enough pastors there's enough of God in here more than that he's anointed every one of us we're vessels he's anointed us with every head bowed and every eye closed I'm looking for people that need this anointing to break some yokes off of them shoot your hands up quickly Come on, all over this church. Pastor, I'm tired of it. Bless you, sis. Bless you. Bless you, sir. Are there others? Quickly, quickly. Come on, shoot your hand up. Come on, there's more than that. Bless you, young lady. Bless you. Bless you. Bless this whole row of people just now. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, sis. Yes, and you too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, come on, Connorsville. Come on, come on. God's doing something. Come on, come on. Let's get real. Bless you. Bless you. That entire row right there. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. Who's not saved tonight? Who's not saved? Is there anybody not saved? Pastor, I'm not saved. Brother Preacher, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Is there one person tonight? One person, one person. Pastor, I need Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? I'm not saved. I'm not saved. How many saved tonight? Just raise your hand and say, thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. Now, if you couldn't raise your hand, I was talking to you. I'm talking to you. And I want you to know that this altar will be open if you come up here anytime. And if I don't know you, I will ask you if you need to be saved because I pray you come up here. So I'm inviting you that do not know the Lord because I'm not going to go into a meeting and not give an altar call in a camp meeting for goodness sake for people to be saved when people need to be saved. We can shout later on God wants to save some people. And God wants to touch some people. Now, for those of you that need the anointing of God to come upon your life, and there were multitudes of hands, there's enough power of God in this house to set you free tonight, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set it liberty them that are held captive To give you freedom. How many just raised your hand? I want you to stand up right now. And I want you to come right up here. Come on. This entire row raised their hands when your heads were bowed and your eyes were closed. Yes, that entire row. Just come on. Just come on. Just come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sis. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. Are there others? Are there others? Are there others? Come on, come on, come on. Brother Hoskins, I I need Jesus to move on my life. I've got some yokes that need destroyed. I've got some stuff going on. I need the anointing to rest on my life. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I'm going to sleep good tonight in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you why. Because I stood here and I begged you one more time to come while the angel comes by at a certain season and troubles the water. Some people won't move until they get troubled enough. But if you're sick and tired of it, I want you to come on tonight. Come on, come on. I can't sleep. i got fear. I've got worry. I've got concern. I don't know what's going on with me. Come on tonight. Come on tonight. Come on. Let the anointing rest on your life. Come on. Let's stand together. That makes it easier. Let's stand together. I know I could quit right now. I know I could pray for a dozen people. I'm grateful. But there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Open up your mouth. Come on, vessels. Come on, vessels. Come on. Take that oil and let it fill the atmosphere. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah,
0: Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hey Everybody's Pastor Jade here. I just want to thank you for watching. I hope that this message challenged and changed your life with the power of the Holy Ghost. We ask that you continue following us and watching us weekly. And if you want to follow us on any social media platform, you'll find the link to all those platforms in the description below. We love you. So does God. Have a great day.